Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. Let me read you uh, three verses real quick. John 15, and that's where we're going to spend most of today. So if you got a Bible, uh, pull out your Bible, pull out your e-Bible, pull out your physical Bible. Hey, don't don't be ashamed to bring a real Bible to church if you want to, okay? okay? They're, they're, they're great. They're awesome, okay? But if you got a digital Bible, that's okay. All right, we're going to spend today in, in John 15, but I'm going to read a couple other verses. John 15, verse 1, this is Jesus. He says, I am the true vine. John 14, 6, Jesus says to them, I am, okay, you hear this language, I am the only way to God, the real truth, the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. John 6, 35, Jesus replied to them, I am, do we see a trend here? Jesus says, I am the bread of life, The one who comes to me will never be hungry, and those who believe in me as Savior will never be thirsty. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word. We value the word of God. We thank you, God, for your truth. Father, we ask that the Holy Spirit would come now and reveal Jesus, reveal who you are, reveal your goodness, reveal your plans, destiny that you have for every single one of us here today. God, we bless you. Holy Spirit, fill this place with your presence. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Get loud for the worship team this morning. Come on. They were so good. You like that last new song? Oh, I like that song. That's that's a good one. We'll, we'll be doing that one. Okay. All right, what's Jesus saying here? Jesus is saying, you can try, okay? Try your best to find something outside of me that will satisfy your soul, okay? He says what? I am. He said, I'm the bread. I'm the vine, Okay? He's saying, live in me, okay? He's saying, real joy, real, real life comes through me. When Jesus said something really profound here, he said, I am the bread of life. Meaning what, okay? Meaning two things that we learn about bread. Number one that we learn about bread is this. Number one, it fills us up, right? Aren't you thankful for bread? I mean, I am so thankful that about 1.30 this afternoon, okay, I'm gonna put fresh, hot, buttered bread into my body. Thank you, God. And it's gonna be delicious. And uh, I almost did my top five favorite breads here at church. I mean, like I, I literally, I legit have a list, okay? That's how much I love bread, okay? Uh, but bread fills us up. And two, uh, bread expands, okay? It'll fill you up and then you'll pay for it later, okay? Right, okay? All right, so let's look at this, okay? So let's look at this first truth, okay? So bread fills us up, meaning this. When Jesus and his grace and his love comes, it does what? It fills us up, right? 
this, this, is why, this is why we come to church. We wouldn't come to church if, listen, when, when I was growing up, this is why I left the church. I just felt beat up all the time. I, I just felt like God was mad at me all the time. And it could have been farther from the truth. Jesus comes with his love and his grace and his joy and his peace and his hope and his encouragement, just like we saw at the end of worship here, you know, the Holy Spirit wanted to encourage Ryan. So the Holy Spirit comes and Jesus comes and he does what? He fills us up with the Holy Spirit. He fills us, our souls up. And guess what? It takes away the hunger for sin. It takes away the hunger for the things that the world tells us to eat, okay? See, the world is like uh, empty calories, okay? The world is, it's like this. It's like, I, I brought my favorite Easter candy today. Anybody ready for Easter, okay? I am, and, and every year I end up putting this in my message at one point sometime, because I, I know these things are awful for me, but they are amazing to eat, okay? They're just so good. But, but the world is, is like candy, okay? It, it looks pretty, okay? It tastes good, right? But what, what happens when we eat candy, okay? It makes us sick and out of shape. Can I get an amen from everybody, okay? Right? But Jesus comes and he says, I'm the bread and I'm gonna fill you up. The second thing we, we know about bread is this, that it expands, okay, it expands. So when you eat the word of God, okay, and what do I mean by eating the word of God? There is something about being really present when you come on a Sunday and the word is being served and you're hungry, and you're not, you're not here just for a church experience, you know? You're not here for the, um, what I call, like when I was growing up, the, hey, good morning, brother. You know, I'm gonna shake a hand, drink some coffee, you know what I mean, and we'll be on with our day. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about when, when you're hungry, right, you receive it, you, you inhale it, you take it in. So when we take the word of God, okay, we take the word of God and we take it in. When we take time with Jesus in prayer and in worship and we're, we're ingesting the spirit of the Lord into us, when we're feasting on the Lord, the Holy Spirit then does what? It expands and touches every part of our lives, okay? Let, let me show you this, okay? There, there's an opposite effect to this, though, okay? So we got the Holy Spirit that, that comes in and expands, but there's an opposite effect, okay? What? The, the candy of the world, right? Because we can feast on one or the other. We can eat one or the other, okay? And so we eat the candy of the world, and, um, and the candy, look, here's what's interesting about, about the candy of the world. Uh, isn't it interesting? They never make it look disgusting. You know what I mean? You ever watch a candy commercial? You're just drooling. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, wow. That looks so wonderful, <laughs> you know? It, sin is the same way. The world is the same way. 
it's always appealing. It always looks good. It always, you know, looks fun. You know, um, my, uh, my middle son, Ben, said to me, this is like a month or two ago, we were watching a football game on a Sunday, and how many of you know there's like a thousand beer commercials in a football game? And, um, and he just said to me, he said, everyone looks like a party. I said, yeah, they do that on purpose. Listen, and I'm not here to get into your value system of do you drink or not, but what I'm, I'm telling you is the world will always package what it has in a delightful way, okay? So, so we have the Holy Spirit that wants to come in, fill us up, and expand, but then we also have this other side that's looking to do the same thing, and let me show you this in Galatians chapter five, okay? Galatians chapter five, I'm gonna read out of the Passion. It says this. Let me emphasize this. As you yield to the dynamic life and the power of the Holy Spirit, I love this wording, as you yield, meaning this, you've made a choice to accept Jesus, you've made a choice to surrender to Jesus, you've made a choice to say, I want the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. It says, as you yield to this, you will abandon the cravings of the self-life. When your self-life craves things that offends the Holy Spirit, that's really interesting verbiage, meaning what? There are activities, there are things you can do that will actually offend the Spirit of God in your heart, okay? That offend the Holy Spirit. You hinder him from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder, same way, Okay, just the opposite effect. The Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder the self-life from dominating you, okay? Now, so let's talk about the candy of the world for a second. Verse 19. The behaviors of the self-life, okay? The candy of the world, okay? It says this. It's sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored. Ooh, that'll get you right there. Temper tantrums. That's an interesting one. Adults can have temper tantrums. Angry quarrels. Only thinking of yourself being in love with your own opinion. Wow, this, this will just get you, man. Uh, being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addiction, wild parties. This is, this is the candy of the world, okay? So when we feast on the world, when we feast on the candy of the world, the word was real clear, this is, this is what will happen in your life. This is what will be produced in your life when you feast on the candy of the world. Now, let me be real clear with you today, okay? If you're in here today and you go, I have dealt with this or am currently dealing with something that I just read, welcome to the club. Okay, welcome to the club. You're at the right place today, okay? You belong here. And Jesus is here, and, and he wants to help, okay? And, and we'll get to that. We'll get to how Jesus 
helps us. Now, if, if you're murdering people, um, I don't know. Don't tell me, okay? You tell me everything, but don't tell me that one, okay? All right? Yeah. All right. Verse 22. Verse 22. But the Holy Spirit, remember, the, the bread of life expands, right? The Holy Spirit expands. So, but when the Holy Spirit produces this within you, I mean, it says this. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patient that endures, kindness in action, life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, strength of the spirit, okay? So when you get the word of God in you, when you get the presence of God in you, when you get the Holy Spirit in you, it starts to expand. And what happens? You have joy that overflows into your marriage, into your job, into your kids, into your life. So all of a sudden, joy starts touching everything because you have a joy that you don't know where it comes from other than the Holy Spirit. Do you know that the Holy Spirit will bring you a joy that is different than this world? It'll bring this joy that bubbles up. You'll go, I don't even know why I'm happy. I should be happy. But I, I'm just, I'm full of joy. It'll expand. There'll be peace that subdues. What is subdues? Anger. I'm so thankful for the peace of God that subdues my anger. Right? It subdues things like hate. Listen, we don't, we don't need... Um, how do I say this in the correct way? We don't need the world to teach us how to not hate our brothers and sisters. We need the Holy Spirit and the peace of God because the peace of God will subdue hate, right? The peace of God will get into you and you'll go, that's my brother, that's my sister and I don't care what they look like and I don't care what they're, where they're from and I don't care what nationality they are. We're all together. We're one people under the name of Jesus Christ. See, the, the peace of God is incredible. The kindness, kindness will start flowing. It'll start expanding in you. You'll start looking for ways to be a blessing to other people because the kindness of the Lord will fill you or the life of God, you'll become a faithful person or you'll have faith that just never gives up because you trust the Lord. You'll have gentleness with people. You'll have a strength, the overflowing of strength and your strength will be strength for somebody else. See, when the word of God, when the presence of God, when you eat on Jesus, it expands in you and starts touching everything around you. Amen? That's a good word, Pastor Jeff. Come on. All right. John 15, verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. Who is he talking about? He's talking about God the Father. God the Father is the pruner. Okay? So he's going to prune away dead things in our life. So he's going to take it away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes. Why? So that there'll be even more fruit. Let me illustrate this for you. When, when we left Michigan to move to Ohio, 
it was a really drastic move for our family. We had lived in Michigan for 10 years. We had put down roots. We had relationships. We had connections. We had built our entire life there for 10 years. And then God asked us to uproot and to trust him and to trust his plan and to move to Ohio. I remember Pastor Pat said to me, he said, are you sure you wanna do this? Dayton, Ohio is not the vacation capital of the world. And I was like, yes, it is not, okay? But the Lord, the Lord was, was doing some work in us, okay? Let me, let me help you see this, okay? The Holy Spirit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk as like, I'm the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you know, says, we're really excited about Jeff. He loves Jesus, he loves Jesus, and he's helping so many people find him, okay? But, but he's really struggling trusting us in new ways, right? What is that? It's, it's death, right? It's something that's not bearing fruit. So the Holy Spirit will bring some changes sometimes. For me, it was uprooting our family. For me, it was the Holy Spirit going, do you trust me with your future? We're gonna start all over again. I mean, think about that. Think about you leaving your home, your, your job, your friends, everything you've built, and just starting all over again in a new city. So the Holy Spirit was going, do you trust me? Okay, and, and what, what does that mean? That means sometimes that the Holy Spirit allows pressure. Okay, all right? Sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to allow life to have some pressure. Why? Because the pressure is going to teach you how to run to Jesus, right? The pressure, okay? Because here, here's what the Lord needed to do. The Lord needed to cut off fear in my life right? You want to know why he needed to cut off fear in my life at that time in my life? Because he knew that there would be a day that I was going to need to reopen our church in the middle of a pandemic when everybody was losing their minds. Let me help you with this, okay? What you allow God to deal with you today will be the grace that you walk in in your future. Whatever you allow God to deal with in your life, whatever you go, all right, God, this is not producing fruit. This is not bringing life, okay? I'm gonna let you prune this. I'm gonna let you cut this off. That will be the grace that you walk in your future, okay? God is preparing you today, okay? So what? You can handle your tomorrow. Amen? Oh, that's a good word. God is preparing you today so that you can handle your tomorrow. Let me be real clear with you. You do not know what's coming on the earth in five years. Right? You, you don't know what's happening six months from now. You don't know what's gonna happen in your life, you know, four years from now. God is preparing you in his grace, in his mercy, so that you are well equipped to handle the next seasons of your life if you allow the Holy Spirit to do this. So here's the deal. 
when the Holy Spirit allows pressure in an area, right? Right? He's not mad at you. Hear me real clear. He is not mad at you. He's not frustrated with you. He's not disappointed with you. He's, he's, you, you haven't failed, right? Because anytime that I feel pressure, I'll go, Lord, how have I failed you? Your Lord's going, no, 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 son. You haven't failed me. I'm trying to produce more. That would have been the conversation that Joseph would have had when he was thrown into prison. God, how did, Joseph didn't fail God. Joseph actually was a man of God and integrity in that moment. But what was God doing? He was preparing him, preparing him for his future. So whenever you feel pressure or you feel overwhelmed in an area, take note that this is a place that isn't bearing fruit that the Lord might want to cut off. So guess what? You can bear new fruit. Amen? Amen. Okay? All right. John 15, verse 7, verse 4. Jesus says this, remain in me and I'll remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself, okay, without remaining connected to the vine, neither can you bear fruit producing the evidence of your faith. Okay, so so love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, faith, all these things are, are what? They are evidence that the Lord is working in your life, right? Every year, every year, you should finish out your year going, where is the evidence of the last 12 months where I've seen a greater level of love in my life? I've seen a greater level of strength in my life. I've seen a greater level of faith in my life. I've seen a greater level of patience in my life, right? Because that's the evidence, the evidence of your faith, unless you remain in me. He says, Jesus says this, I'm the vine and you're the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. So what's Jesus saying? I'll produce it. I'll produce it. So when you're dealing with anger and you're like, oh, I just can't work hard enough to stop this. It's okay. Remain in Jesus. He'll stop it. The Holy Spirit will. Jesus said, if you remain in me and I in you, I'll produce much fruit, not you. Not your strength. I'll do it. I'll make sure you know how to hold your tongue. I'll make sure that you know how to walk in grace. I'll make sure you know how to honor when you don't want to honor. I'll make sure you know how to be faithful when you don't want to be faithful. I'll teach you. The Holy Spirit will teach you this. This is, this is really good news. Because you don't have to do it in your own strength. You just rely on the strength of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus says this, if anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers and dies. 
and they are and they are gathered such branches and they are thrown to a fire this is really interesting verbiage and i don't deal with this a whole lot but this is a theological thing i want to deal with today it's this idea of once saved always saved Can you walk away from the Lord? Yes. Yes. Jesus just made it really clear. He said, if you don't remain in me, what happens to a branch that doesn't stay connected to the tree? It dies. Right? I mean, spring's about to happen. And what's going to happen in spring? Everybody's going to burn their dead branches. <laughs> Isn't this interesting? Now, that shouldn't bring fear to any of you. You're all here to remain in Jesus. Right? But it should bring a sobering to your whole, from the Holy Spirit to go, I, I got to stay close because the enemy is always trying to disconnect me. Right? That's the enemy's purpose, is to disconnect you, right? And if he can disconnect you long enough, you'll wither and you'll die. See, a lot of people wonder, as, as believers in Jesus, why, why am I still struggling in some areas of my life? You know, wh why, why do I still struggle so deeply with, with my mouth? Why do I still struggle so deeply with anger? Why do I struggle and, you know, you know, lustful thoughts. Why am I struggling with this pornography? Why am I struggling with this? I believe it's this. We haven't learned the art, okay? The art of remaining in Jesus outside of Sunday, right? See, we're really good. Pastor Matt, you can, you can come help me. I, I'm going to illustrate this for you today. We're really good at remaining in our favorite podcast, right? They're reminding us. They're screaming at us. Listen to me, watch me, you know, take me in. We're really good at remaining in our favorite accounts, okay, right? We got our favorite news accounts and Lord knows we gotta get our news every day. Right, and so we remain in our, in our news accounts. We're really good at remaining in our favorite team's accounts, you know? I mean, this is a big week for, for the Chicago Bears, man. We made some big moves, and man, there's, there, I, I mean, if I went on YouTube, I went on YouTube the other day, I mean, there's probably 40 different videos about us trading the number one pick and getting DJ Moore, and, and I'm excited. And, and man, just to be honest, I could probably watch all 40 videos, you know what I mean? Like, we're really good at remaining in these things. We're really good at remaining in the tips and the tricks about how to upgrade our life. You know, there's a billion videos out there. Like, I mean, I'm like sending just videos all the time. Like, we need this. I don't know what this is, but we need this. This will make our life better, you know? We're really good at that. We're really good at remaining in information about summer and our summer plans and our vacations. We're really good at remaining in things that talk about helping us raise our kids. We're really 
good at remaining in a lot of different things. But I think most of us couldn't tell me what Jesus showed them this week. I'm just being honest. Because we struggle remaining in Jesus outside of Sunday. And, and listen, I, I want to I apologize for the church of Jesus, Jesus Christ in America. We've built it this way. We, we taught people how to orient their lives around this idea that I go to church on Sunday and then the rest of my week is all these different events and all these different things that we're chasing after. And then we come back on Sunday, we reorient on Sunday, but then, you know, the rest of the week. I'm sorry, that, that was never a picture that you should have had. If you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus said to the disciples, come follow me, and they left everything, they followed Jesus every day. Now, I'm not telling you not to go to work, and I'm not telling you not to go to your kids' school events, and I'm not telling you not to be a part of, of different things with your kids and clubs and things of that nature, but I am telling you there is an art of learning how to remain in Jesus. And sometimes, sometimes that looks very different for very different people. Sometimes that means you gotta get up an hour earlier than you have before. Sometimes that means that that when my wife and kids go to bed, this is my time, this is my alone time, the house is quiet, and I can, I can search the Lord and I can search the word. You gotta figure it out. How do I remain in the Lord? Because I wanna show you what happens, okay? When we don't remain, okay, hold on just a second. What did, what did Jesus say? He said, when you don't remain in me, you what? You die. Just remember the language last week in Genesis? Jesus told them, don't eat this fruit, don't eat this tree, otherwise you're gonna die. They weren't gonna die physically. What were they gonna die? They were gonna die spiritually. Their, their spirit was gonna die. And they're not gonna what? They're not gonna produce any fruit. So it's just like, like these fish. All right, get, uh, get one of our big guys, okay? Get one of our big guys, okay? You ready? All right, put them right here. Yeah. Here, just put them. Ooh, he's flopping. I know, I know. I'm, I know, he's hurting right now. I know. I know. Right? All right, all right, all right, let's. <laughs> You're like, I will never come back to this church in Jesus' name. Let's get a different one. Come. There we go. He's fighting. He's a fighter. Woo. Look, he's fighting for air right now. Right? Oh, 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 yep, oh, get him, get, get him. Oh, 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 there we go, there we go. All right. We're good. You're like, what did I come to? 
What am I showing you? The moment, the moment. Did you see that? The moment that fish got out of that water, it started to die. You will never forget this. Never. But when it remains, when it remains in that water, he's good. The moment it gets outside of the water, it's fighting. I need life. I need air. I need oxygen. I, 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 need, I need my habitat. I, I, need, I need this. This is what Jesus is saying about remaining in him. He said, when you remain in me, you'll be good, you'll be full of life, you'll swim, you'll be blessed. Outside of me, outside of me, you'll die. You'll die. Your spirit will die. Your marriage will die. Your life will die. Remain in me. I'll produce it. I'll make it all happen in you. You don't have to figure it all out. I'll, I'll produce everything in your life. I'll produce the joy, the peace. I'll produce the life, the faithfulness. I'll produce it all. Just remain in me. Get that word into you. Get that presence into you. Get that prayer into you. Feast on Jesus. Making Jesus a priority, not a back burner idea. Jesus becoming the priority of your day, that you orient your life around Jesus. You're not orienting your life around the candy of the world. You're orienting your life around Jesus and allowing him to produce in your life. Amen? Because you remain in him. Why don't you stand up this morning? Everybody look at me real quick, okay? I want to I make this so clear. I do not want you to walk out of here with an ounce of shame, an ounce of feeling judged, an ounce of feeling like you're failing. I don't want you to walk out of here with any of that. Jesus loves you so much. <laughs> And even the times that I get out of the water, the moment, did you see this? The moment that fish went back into the water, everything was fine. Even when I get out of the water, and I get out of the water a lot, even the moments when I get into the self-life, we read about the self-life, even the moments I get into my flesh and I get into my self-life, even those moments that I get out of those things, the moment I orient myself back to Jesus, I feel his grace, I feel his love, I feel his goodness. Why? Because he accomplished everything on the cross. L listen, listen. As a believer, as a believer, you will fail. You will get out of the water at times. Just don't stay out of it. Right? You know, there's so many times I'll see people and they haven't come for a while. And they'll go, man, I was just dealing with some stuff in my life. I'm like, 
don't deal with it on your own. Keep coming to church. Keep coming to God's grace. Keep coming to God's mercy. Don't, like Adam and Eve ran from God. Don't run from God. Run to God. He's full of grace. He's full of mercy. Amen? I don't want you to walk out of here with any judgmental feelings. I want you to walk out of here knowing that the grace of God abounds to you today. Amen? Come on, let, let's close your eyes. I, I want to pray for you today. Father, I can feel the deep love that you have for your people today. out of the water. I just, I want you to just feel the grace of God this morning. He loves you so deeply. And all he's asking is for you to come back. Go, remain in me. Remain in me. Remain in me. And I'll remain in you. I'll produce it all. Father, we thank you today. Lord, I thank you, God, that you are the one that produces joy in their life. You are the one that produces love. You are the one that produces kindness. You are the one that is faithful. You are the one that teaches us to be faithful. You are the one that gives us patience. You are the one that gives us self-control. You are the one that takes the taste of sin from our mouths. You are the one. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you fill us with your presence. Fill us with your glory. Fill us, God, that we know that we're loved. That we know that you're with us. Come on, just tell the Lord today, I choose to remain in you. I choose to remain close to you. I choose to remain in you. God, I ask that you would pour out your blessing as they remain in you, Lord, that you would increase their territory. God, that they would feel a new season of your joy, a new season of your grace, a new season of your, your, your patience, a new season of your strength, Lord. God, I bless your people. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, for bringing it alive, Holy Spirit, so we can live in it in a new way. We worship you and we praise you. We thank you, God, today for your presence here. We love you in Jesus' mighty, magnificent, amazing name. Amen, amen, amen. Can you give it up for Jesus today? Can you give it up for his word and his truth? Hey, we love you. Um, If you need prayer for anything, um, we'll be down here. Um, at the front. Otherwise, we love you. We love you. Have a blessed, blessed Sunday. We'll see you next week.